Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bobby's Bites. So, this week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayigash, and it also happens to be the beginning of the new month of Tevet, of Tevis. And on the sixth night of Hanukkah this year, we celebrated Rosh Chodesh Tevis, the, the head of the month, the, the new month of, of Tevis. So, we know nothing happens by accident, and... The, the fact that Rosh Chodesh Tevis happens on Hanukkah means something. It's an important, it, 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 it's significant. And what is Tevis? Tevis is the darkest, coldest month. I mean, if you actually look at it, yeah, it's, it's cold on, on, a, on like a outdoor level. It's cold outside, but at the same time, it's cold on another level, which is that we have the shortest days of the year. The, the winter solstice is around this time. When, and so what you have is, on a physical level, it's very cold outside. And practically, there's also very minimal light. Even during the day, you don't have that much light. And this affects people. We know it affects people. We have something called SADS, which is seasonal affective disorder, where people get, people get depressed during the winter. And it's treated by giving people artificial sunlight taking supplements of vitamin D, and so on. So we see the, the, the effect that a lack of sunlight has and, and, and the, the, the cold, the lack of warmth has on, on people is very significant. So this speaks to, the, speaks to the type of revelation that exists in the winter versus what exists in the summer. Whereas in the summer, you go out, people are excited to go out, you wake up in the morning. How much easier is it to wake up in the summer at 7 a.m. than to wake up in the winter at 7 a.m. when the sun only rises at like 8 o'clock, right? And so you're in darkness, and then by the time you get outside, right? Sorry, by the time you go, you go to work or you go to school and then you come back, it's back to being pitch black outside. It's not very motivating. Whereas in the summer, the days are long, the sun is shining, it's, it's hot outside, you don't have to bundle up, you don't have to make sure that you don't freeze to death because the, the blizzards of Canada will attack you as you walk outside. Right, it's, it's, it's a different type. And, and so, on a spiritual level, people are more inspired. There's, there's, there's a revelation of godliness. There's a revelation of inspiration that people have in the summer. People become more interested in going into nature. They become inspired and passionate about riding bikes, doing yoga, and so on and so forth. Things that fulfill themselves. So then in the wintertime, well, we're, we're kind of like bears. We're hibernating. We don't want to go outside, we don't want to do anything, we're not motivated, there's not a, 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 an inherent revelation of warmth, of light, of happiness, of godliness, of divinity, and of just plain inspiration. People are not motivated in the winter. And this is the cold. This is the cold on a psychological level that seeps into us and creates the... <laughs> Create, makes us sad, for lack of a better, a better term. But what's the connection with Hanukkah? Hanukkah is to bring light into the darkness, but not just to bring light into the darkness, to convert darkness into light. And because the head of the month, in the head there is the... There's the 
like in, in the head, you have a brain. Your brain has a representation of your entire body on a sensory level and on, also on a motor level on, in terms of if you get a, if you get a you know, hit in the, rep, in the brain where, let's say, your hand would be represented, your hand would either stop feeling or stop moving or some weird stuff would happen, but it would affect it. And so in the same way, the head of the month has in it the entirety of the month itself. And so because that happens on Hanukkah, that means something. That is, that is, that this coldness, this is darkness, right? We can, we, we, we can see that and we can, we know it's true. But unlike summer, where there's an inherent revelation of divinity, of inspiration, of beauty, of motivation, where you don't have to push yourself out of bed, but rather the sun shines through your windows and says, come on, get up, right? Where that is a a revelation of life, of happiness, of sunlight, of godliness. In the winter, we don't have that. We don't have that revelation of the soul, but rather we, we have a concealment of the body. And so here, we're left almost in solitude, disenfranchised and cut off from our, from our essence, from, from our divine essence, or so we think. But instead, no, no, no. We have a different imperative. The different imperative is that the body is no less significant than the soul. The body is no less significant than the soul in that it is the body that fulfills the soul's, the soul's mission down, down here on earth. And it is the body, the body that God desired. And it is this time, this, this, this cold period of life that we, mustn't, that we mustn't just hibernate, but we must set the cold on fire. And I, I don't know, I think it's a pretty compelling idea. I think it's, it's crazy because you have people like Wim Hof. He's, a, he's called the Iceman, Wim Hof. But this person, he, 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 he tackles his depression. He tackles, n- not his depression, but d- depression. Different, different ailments, sicknesses through breathing and through going into the ice, through spending time in, in the ice and warming up his body mentally by being in the freezing ice cold water. And that's, that's what he does. And he, he's shown scientifically this, this works. How it works, nobody knows. But there's something about that. There's something about being being in the ice, being in the frigid, being in the isolation, that it is here that you know yourself. You think you're cut off from your essence. Like in the summer, where you're, you're contrary to in the summer, I'd say, where everything is revealed. Here, everything is concealed. And here, in this concealment, you find yourself truly. And you find your limitations. You find where your weaknesses are, but they're no longer weaknesses because when you know you like like the old adage goes, knowing the problem is the first step to the solution, or it's fifty percent or something like that. But this is an 
this is a thing when you this is how you fully and truly know yourself and you find those weaknesses and what do you do you use them to to prop up your advantages your 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 strengths and fundamentally to burn an image into the dark of who you are and not just into a, a burning an image into the dark, but literally changing that darkness into light, literally changing that this this frigid this this coldness into light. There's two ways to look at it. You can walk outside and you see, and see snow, and you're like, oh man, how do I, how am I gonna get to work? I have to shovel this driveway. Or you could look at it and it's like, wow, I can build a snowman. I could. I could I could build a fort out of snow. I can have a snowball fight. I can go snowboarding. I can go skiing. I can I don't know make a snow cone. I can do anything. The cold, the frigid, the darkness, is just another level of our being, and one that is not less important than, than the revealed inspiration and motivation that the summer has to offer, but one that is integral and, and, and necessary for our growth as, as beings, that we, we go back only to move forward, that we, we go into our homes in, in, this, in this, this cold times, and we meet with one another's, another, another to warm ourselves up, like the candles of the Hanukkah, to, for each Hanukkah candle to, to, to necessitate the light of another one, for, for the whole Hanukkah to be complete. We generate the warmth for each other. We generate the, the, our fate. Whether we would like the winter to be cold or whether we would like it to be burning hot, smoldering. Because it's the perspective that we take. And it's, and it's through this, this dark introspection of, uh, of, of, con- of forced concealment that we understand who we are, that we fully no, by going through this this struggle, the the and pushing ourselves by virtue of not inspiration, but by virtue of the material, by virtue of this of of the body, of of the material physical body, of the corporeal body, that to propel ourselves forward, in in spite of everything, and say yes to life, say yes, life is worth living, and things are important, and I know it's dark outside, I know it's cold outside. But no matter how cold it is, I have a fire burning with, within me. And I'm going to make it burn. I'm going to make the icicles burn. And yeah, I think that's what I want to say. Uh, I hope that made sense. And Shabbat Shalom. But know that there's, <laughs> there's another thing that I wanted to say, which is there's a poet. His name is Rainer Maria Rilke. And uh, he has this interesting book called Letters to a Young Poet, where he has a correspondence with a young poet who wants to be a poet, and the poet is telling him about how he's sad, and so he, he says to him, he says, you should cherish your isolation. Cherish your isolation. Why, do you, why cherish the isolation? Because it is in this time that you develop yourself. When you're out and you and 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 you ha- and you have a wife and you have a and you have kids or when you're in a relationship or when you're amongst friends you don't have time to develop yourself in terms of who you are in terms of seeing your strengths seeing your weaknesses seeing your talents seeing your desires seeing your motivations seeing everything 
in the way it is and it's only through this this isolation this the the solitude sorry she says cherish your solitude that that was the word cherish your solitude and it's only through having solitude and cherishing it and understanding the value of the darkness the value of the cold in that it provides light in that it provides warmth why how through us flipping the switch in ourselves and saying no no it's not cold it's actually steaming hot shabbat shalom